0: Welcome to the Cloudwater Podcast, bringing you insight, perspective, and conversation from across the industry. Our first episode features a Q&A with Jeff Bagby of Bagby Beer Company and conversations about JPA, a beer that we brewed in memory of John Paul Cassidy and to raise money for headway. Ladies and gentlemen, um, sorry to keep those of you who are here for our event tonight waiting. Um, I just, uh, despite 15 years of music technology, have been unable uh, to get my audio interface working, but I've um, just resorted to a little desktop recorder there. I'm planning on recording tonight's conversation with Jeff um, so we can share it with the wider community, uh, those folk that couldn't get here. Thanks very much for making it down. Those of you that haven't uh, come specifically for this, I hope you find it interesting. Uh, we'll certainly be doing as many of these events as we can when we have the privilege of uh, folk coming to see us here in Manchester. It's a real honor of mine to welcome um, Jeff uh, here to Manchester and and to be brewing with him uh, for these next few days. Jeff, um, for, for any folk in the crowd here that might not be familiar with uh, the the full depth of your story and history. Um, do you want to do you want to tune the guys into uh, what got you to the point that you're at today, running uh, your brewery in Oceanside, California?
1: sure i'll try to give you guys all a quick version first i wanted to thank paul and every all the beautiful people at cloudwater for inviting me here i've had an amazing time and i've only been here for 24 hours so um thank you there's (laughs) multiple i am honored to be here honored to be a part of of what we're doing uh or have done today and the next couple days here um my history uh i I started homebrewing um when i was very young about 19 years old i brought a friend of mine a homebrew kit um, and we took that into college, university, I guess as you guys call it, and uh, brewed through there, got better and better at it. Uh, and uh, after I finished school, I found out that I really didn't want to do anything else, <laughs> and that I had a knack and, and a very big interest and passion for craft beer. Um, that uh, evolved into a job at Stone Brewing Company, which some of you may have heard of before. Um, they're very big and, and uh, were the um, kind of leading force through the late 90s in uh, San Diego Beer, which is where I'm from. I'm a San Diego native, I was born and raised there. Um, back when I started at Stone, uh, there was very, very few breweries in San Diego. Um, there was about uh, 10 to be exact, and now there's over 150, so um, our city has thrived in this, um, this kind of new craft beer wave that, that's um, hitting all over the world, which is really exciting to see and really exciting to be a part of. Um, that was my fr- first professional brewing job, that was back in 1997 at Stone. Um, I brewed there for a little while, and then brewed at a couple other places. Um, some of you may have heard of Pizza Port or the Port Brewing Lost Abbey um, chain and and companies. I worked on Pizza Port side, which was the brew pubs. Um, I ran those uh, for quite a while, uh, all told about um, 11 years. I spent in their company, varying positions, everything from bartending and barbacking to uh, brewing and or assistant brewing, brewing, or brewer, driver, e- everything until I was uh, head of operations for the brewing side of those companies, and trained and 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 came across many other brewers that uh, that worked really well with me. There it was a it was a really fun time. Um, I was lucky enough to be successful with a lot of our beers. We won a lot of medals um, in American competitions, and. Um, Kind of developed a following and a and a really cool feeling that pizza Sports still carries on today and some of my guys are still there so it's really really cool um, while i was there uh i met my now wife and we had talked about what what are we going to do what's this you know um not very good at anything else <laughs> really like brewing very passionate about it um also very into um a bar aspect bar atmosphere and restaurants. So we decided that one day we were gonna open our own brew pub. So uh, four years ago this weekend, we did that. Um, We own Bagby Beer Company in Oceanside, California. Um, We've got a massive location, um, little over 350 seats, indoor and outdoor seating, a large uh, brewery with a pretty good capacity. Um, We self-distribute our beer in San Diego and LA and even up into the Bay Area in California we're allowed to do that licensing wise in our state uh and we send some beer overseas um met paul at one of the festivals years ago that uh we love to attend and um yeah i don't know what else can i add
0: well you know i think um I, th- I think something that's fascinating from from my point of view is looking at the the scene in san diego um we we sometimes uh wonder how full the United Kingdom's getting in terms of number of breweries and and annual outputs and how that stack up. But, I mean, San Diego's on another level. Um, You know, I remember uh, several years ago going to one of Ballast Point's locations on a Wednesday that was 800 covers and the place was full. And that was one of God knows how many uh, tap rooms and restaurants in the city. I mean, what do you, you know, what sense do you have of of the, the foundation of San Diegan beer culture that, that supports the great number of breweries that you guys have got down there? I mean, what, what do you think drives
1: that? I think, uh, I mean, good question. There's there's uh, several different things. I think we have a very strong and have had a very strong homebrewing community. And some of those homebrewers became professional brewers in the city. Um, a lot of the, the kids, that have grown up and stayed in the city, grew up with parents that liked craft beer and spent time or either homebrewed and taught them what uh, craft beer was all about. Took them to these breweries and locations and and that, that was a huge thing that continu- continues to thrive and continues to, uh, to to keep San Diego on a map for um, craft beer. You also have uh, a core group of, of brewers from years ago that are all still very good friends. Um, when this uh, notion of, of IPAs, the way that they were made on the West Coast, really hit home in San Diego, there wasn't just one or two breweries making them, it was all of us. And um, we shared information, we shared um, tactics and technical information, hop varieties, and different ways to make these beers uh, stand out. And before you knew it, we were running out of, of West Coast IPA that was seven and a half to 8% before our lighter beers that normally sold in bigger quantities, so it, I think that was another thing that strengthened San Diego and gave it a foothold. Is like um, I don't think there's a brewery in San Diego that's open that hasn't made an IPA at some point in their their brewery's life um, and paying homage to that style that that um, San Diego's uh, known for, and uh, that that continues to to flourish and we still have a, a lot of people to go in San Diego believe it or not we're in in the county there is a uh, three million people and um, the way sales are with beer, beer sales are we still have some some mileage to go on converting people um, and it just continues to grow on upon itself it's it's kind of it's, it's cool to be, have been in it for 20 years in San Diego and to see what it went to, you know, when I was younger and first a professional brewer and walk into a bar and, you know, there was nothing on tap that I wanted to drink. <laughs> and asking the, the bartender or asking manager or server, hey, have you heard of Stone Brewing Company? Why don't you have them on tap? a Brand new local brewery, they make amazing beer. Not telling them anything about me actually working there, but, you know, you should check this out. and that carried it was a person by person thing it wasn't built on any one topic it was homebrewing community um, children growing up and becoming of age drinking with parents that loved craft beer uh, a brewing community that was very strong and continued to build upon itself um, and the west coast IPA
0: Yeah, you know it's fascinating having been to San Diego a number of times um, the population of of three million that supports that number of breweries and and that that annual output I mean that's uh, only a shade over our greater manchester population here and you know I think we're I, I, I struggle to put a number on just uh, just uh, how much smaller we are as a community here I mean I think even the United kingdom as a whole is not going to uh, quite uh, get up to the, the annual production uh, that San Diego does. So, it, you know, it's, it, it, but it certainly sounds like those several layers of community, um, you know, that, that, that paved the way have been absolutely essential in, in San Diego being seen success. Uh, it's certainly something that, you know, from an outsider's point of view, from someone visiting, I've always felt, uh, you know, an immense amount of, of camaraderie and passion uh do you ever get the sense that San Diego's starting to be a bit full I mean you say there's some mileage to go you know some people to kind of pull in, but i mean what what happens to that camaraderie when uh, things start getting tight now you were a little north of the city um
1: yeah we're we're on the farthest north end of of the ca- <clears throat> excuse me of the county, and yeah um you know. More and more brewers, it's, it's not easy when you have uh, a salesperson or even, say, myself going out into the, to the, the business world on the bar side trying to sell our beer and convince um, buyers at these places to, to take our beer when there's 120, 130 other people trying to do the same thing. Some of the breweries in San Diego are very small, so they're not really looking to expand and sell beer off-site of their, their tasting bar. Uh, but yeah, it, 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 uh, it definitely slows the camaraderie a little bit. You know, you have um, a big buyout. You have a company that basically folded and, and re-established uh, itself, and that, that tarnished a lot of people's view of that brewery in San Diego. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and so, But there's still a the general public that, that just sees beer and goes, oh, that's, that's from San Diego, I should check that out. Um, not knowing really anything about the history or, or, or what they're even tasting. Um, and it continues to grow. But, uh, yeah, I mean, the, the camaraderie, like I, I was telling somebody the other night, um, people would say, oh, do you know so-and-so that just opened such-and-such brewery down the street, say? And I'd be like, I've never heard of that person. I don't know who they are. If they haven't been in San Diego for 10 years, in San Diego brewing for 10 years, I probably don't know who they are. And it's not to say that I don't want to meet them or the camaraderie changes. It's just different because you have somewhat of an old guard, it's kind of a bad description, but um, of people that have been doing it for a lot longer and then people that are just, they're really brand new. They're very, very raw in this industry and in making beer and it shows. Um, Not always in a good way and not always in a bad way. But um, that that does change that you know I can I can help you but I'm not gonna do this for you. Um, when I was at Pizza Port, if a new brewery or new brewery representative walked into our pub and said, "Hey, I've, I've just opened. I've got this this beer. I'd love for you to try," and I said, "I would I would open arms. Yes, let's take a keg. Let's get you on tap. Let's um, that's you amazing. amazing. You know, let's let's get let's get your beer in front of people and um, be happy to." And towards the end of my, my stint there, um, that changed. And I say, okay, well, let's taste your beer. Let's talk about it. Let's, let's do a little QC and uh, see if we want to put you on tap or see if we can help you out. And that change right there did change a little bit of the level of what was going on considering camaraderie and brewery friendships. But they're still there. Um, there's friendly competition, I'll say. Um, and there's you know there's always strong personalities that don't get along with <laughs> other strong personalities but um for the most part i think at the at the heart of it um our, our brewing community is still very uh, communal and still very strong
0: I'm, uh, I'm i'm curious because with all of the development in in San Diego over the years, with all of these new breweries coming through that might be focusing on sours, or lagers, or a broad range of beers, or just IPAs, or even today, you know, just hazy IPAs and kind of abandoning a lot of that West Coast heritage. Um, You've stayed really true to, to your passions and your roots and your taste. Um, you know, you're making a, a, a very uh, classic uh, lineup of beers. What, what motivates you to, to sort of um, keep forging on with, I guess, some of that sort of pioneer mentality of making it happen? Uh, you know, putting the beers out there that you really want to drink, um, irrespective of all of the other trends that are up and down over you know over that entire career that you've had so far and where do you go to internally to kind of keep
1: the faith on that yeah that's it it's definitely been tough i'll I'll say that to start um yeah san diego is 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 kind of a mess of beer (laughs) options um i i about died when i saw um my wife showed me a picture of somebody who had made commercially trying to produce and sell a milkshake IPA. And the thing literally had a straw in it. And it was a raspberry milkshake IPA. And I about lost my mind. Um, Because it's just not- All that work and (laughs) this is what it would come to. It's just not my, it's not what I started in beer. It's not what my passion came from. My passion for beer came from everybody uh, in some way, shape or form has done this all before and you're not going to reinvent the wheel but maybe you make a wheel that's yours and it's what you're confident in and you're like god to see i i took german style Kolsch and i was able to reproduce it at my brewery as close as i've had to sitting in a in a bar in Cologne. like to me that was something that i really enjoyed and identified with more so than going i'm gonna throw raspberries and tons of lactose and I don't know how many hops into a beer and throw a straw in it and put it across my bar to me that's not really what i got into this for i don't i don't have like you you want to make beer that way go ahead <laughs> it's just not my style i really grab onto tradition and um and things that that i can identify with and go you know what maybe i can do that and maybe and Maybe it's gonna take me a few times. Maybe it's gonna take a little experimentation, but I wanna see how close I can get to those styles. And that's something that resonates with a certain amount of people in our beer community, and others don't. Others look for that kind of shiny new toy or that that different um, thing. You know, the the Hazy IPAs um, are are huge in San Diego. Several breweries producing them. Um, I also brew beer that I like to drink. And I'm not a huge fan of those styles. I haven't really had too many where I'm like, yes, I want another pint of that. Um, I try to brew beers that I could drink all night or all day um, and that have balance and drinkability to them. And there's something about those beers and I don't know what it is, but I just can't gravitate towards them. But again, if that's what you like, and of course the public is beating down doors to get them, then make them and, and do that. But for me, it's a little different.
0: Yeah, that's um, well. I mean, certainly, I think it's uh, um, it's worth sharing that in the process of us deciding to have you over and collaborate. You know, we had a we had a, a couple of conversations about the the different approaches that we take in the industry. Um, you know, just to make sure that we were both square on um, on on the output of the beer being something that the. Was deeply respectful to yourself and and the and the kind of classic beers that that you got a lot of love for. Um, you know, I think uh, um, it's it's you know it's worth uh, sharing a little bit of that with our crowd here. I, you know, uh, there was a a little bit of apprehension I think when we first.
1: Um, there was s- when you were first like, I want to make an IPA uh, with you, and I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> I've seen your beers. <laughs> um, but again, you know, once we started uh, having the conversation, and, and I was honest with myself and you, and was like, okay, wait. No, he wants to make something West Coast. He wants to make something... For sure. Old-school old IPA. And that was like, wow, really? That's, that's an amazing idea. Um, and a really cool, almost gesture, if that's the right word, um, to put forth to me. I was honored. I was like, no way! Like he's he's really he really wants to do this, and he wants to do it in our vein. Like that was that was awesome. I think it, you know it might not be so
0: obvious to a lot of our consumers here. Um, in the UK um, but you know t- to this day uh, I, you know I'm not saying it because you're here like I said this loads of times uh, over the course of, of running this brewery if I could click my fingers and be anywhere it'd be Peter Port OB um, because the combination of the, the, the beers on offer the drinkability the bottomless enjoyment of, of those IPAs uh, it's it's you know it's where I would, would choose to be at the drop of a hat right now. Um, You know, it's in that in that casual pub environment, laid back, chilled out. Um, You know, it's something that something that is still a source of inspiration for me to this day. And even though our pathways, you know, quite different to yours at this point, you know, we're still searching for drinkability in our beers. You know, but I guess in a in a slightly different way. So yeah, it was it was a real um, pleasure to have that uh, that kind of honest discussion. Get that you know get that really clear of what our intentions were here um, and uh, you know it's been a real treat to bring you over. I, I guess we, we, should, we should go a little bit into um, the first beer that we're producing. Um, we're producing a, 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 a beer today and we just put out a blog post a short time ago um, explaining a little bit about it but you know we're going for a, a, a very focused um, you know modern classic West Coast IPA. And, and I have to be honest with you, Jeff, like, we have never in, in our history as a brewery had a conversation thread build up to a collaboration that was as in-depth um, and, and, and furthermore, like, as informative and educational for us. I think, um, you know, I think it's been remarkable uh, to see the, the, the amount that you were willing to, to share with us um, of of what goes into uh, um, you know excellent IPAs that that have that unmistakable West Coast uh, fingerprint to them. Um, how was uh, you know how did you find that the, the process of, of designing this recipe? Oh,
1: it was it was great and 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 thank you for saying all that. Um, no, I. I I wanted to get in depth i wanted to to be a big part of this um something that we discuss in our breweries and we're sometimes reluctant to do collaborations because we get a pro we discussed this just minimally last night um is that sometimes um collaborations i feel like they fall flat because they're not a true representation of two breweries coming together to make something and um so we don't do a lot of them honestly um we pick or or or, um, accept (laughs) collaborations from breweries that are either really good friends of ours uh, that we have identified with and known for a long time and are and have shared brewing um, information before Um, people that that we respect and like in the industry and have a a vision for a certain way that the beer should come out. And that was the big one for, for this. For me, it was to, to not only hear that, you you know, first of all, that you wanted to make an IPA, second of all, that you wanted to make an Imperial IPA as well. Um, I just, it kind of hit home and I was like, oh, cool. We, I, I'm gonna get, to get a chance to to go and see what you guys' brew house is all, all about, what you guys are doing, what, um, you know i i knew a little bit about your beers i'd tasted several of them had them over the, over the years and and to go okay this is like you said this is going to be a departure and i was kind of happy about that and also excited to to see like oh we don't really don't do that like we, we don't ever put that amount of hops in a bittering addition or whatever it might have been um so that, yeah it was, i wanted to get in depth and and see what you guys had to say see what your reactions would be and to, to learn from you guys as well as as share what side of it that that I can share, you know. You know, it was
0: fascinating because I've um, I've worked up recipes with some other breweries uh, where I've been trying to twist their arm to double, triple, quadruple the dry hop, and they have been like, no, we've never put that amount of hops in a fermenter before. I'm like, it'll fit. Like <laughs> the thing's thousands of liters. Yeah, yeah. Like you could definitely fit a hundred kilos of hops in there. Um, but it was fascinating to be on the flip side of that and you go we need to double the whirlpool and i'm going oh my god i don't know, <laughs> I don't know how we're gonna make that work but um you know like thank you for for your patience and stewardship uh, you know taking us through you know how to layer how to lay a hops hot side um you know in a way that we really have never done um so you know i'm super grateful for for being schooled uh, and i can't wait I can't wait to try the beer. Um, I'd, I'd be remiss um, if I didn't explain a little bit of the backstory of why we came to make um, a West Coast IPA at this point in time. Um, the beer that we're making today is called JPA, and it's uh, it's made in as a, as a tribute uh, and, and in memory of a of a good friend of ours who um, who passed away this year. Um, he was utterly instrumental. Uh, in In bringing manchester 's uh, beer scene together around a phenomenal pub and community uh, uh, many years ago, um, and you know he's um, I guess uh, you know we're hoping to make some small contribution uh, to his his legacy and support um, of the wonderful people that are fundraising and and, and making a drive uh, to support a Headway charity. That's uh, I mean,
1: as soon as I, I didn't have the, the pleasure of knowing your friend, um, but hearing the story and then looking at you know he said oh do you want, do you want to be a part of this I was like oh yeah most definitely
0: yeah I think we you know we um, I think we really might have fucked it up Jeff if you hadn't have been part of uh, part of this collaboration if I'm honest with you. Um, yeah, you well, know, I, I mean, I'm honest about that because what we, I've experienced West Coast IPAs on a, on a number of occasions, in Peter Port OB at Stone, at um so on and so forth. Uh, but again, you know, working through the recipe development um, was uh, you know was a really special process for us, and I know the whole the whole team have been
1: um, doing their best to keep up. Um, it was great to get an email back with just you know i'm like yes they, like you know it was this, I, like i even some of my friends i've done collaborations with have been like come on like hey we're doing this we need this information we need to agree on this we need to be on the same page so i was like here you go and you yep. guys gave me it right back and that was
0: phenomenal yeah yeah i mean we uh, we luckily managed to pull um, some hop varieties in that uh, that we we've never used here um, so, I'm, I'm really grateful to um, YCH for pulling that out of the bag for us. Um, so, yeah, super excited to see how um, the beer turns out. We, you know, we're we probably looking at a four to five week uh, turnaround on it. We'll give it plenty of time. We definitely intend it to come out, you know, nice and bright um, as, it, as it should be, true to style. Um, so I guess we'll uh, you know we'll keep you posted, and it sounds like you might even be back um, in Europe at least.
1: Yeah, I'm gonna try my best to get up here uh, second week of October. It sounds like that timing might be right. Excellent. Um, yeah, I'll be in Rome, but I'm um, gonna try to head up after or before that. Amazing. To,
0: yeah. So, um, so as you know, as well as the as well as the JPA um, named after uh, John Paul Cassidy, as well as that JPA beer that we're um, we're making, we're also turning our hand to another West Coast classic, the Imperial IPA. Um, You know, again, it may not be so apparent given what our output is right now, um, but we definitely started our journey into hoppier and hoppier beers through uh, West Coast Imperial IPAs. It was where, you know, it's what really got me and, and, and the team at that point in time really excited about diving into Hops and and the interaction of yeast and hops, uh, and uh, you know certainly going back to some of the imperial IPAs uh, that I had on the west coast uh, a little over three years ago, um, and bringing some of those back for the team to try. I mean that was a you know that was a really big um, a really big moment for us as a brewery. Uh, we, we may have. Gone off in uh, you know on a bit of the tangent from those those little experiences, but it was you know it was the the excitement of um, the excitement of those beers is still what we're trying to create um, in our own way uh, in in this you know in this context. Um, you you know we we spoke obviously at uh, at length about the the IPA recipe. I mean you know our imperial IPAs still a big thing uh, in in San Diego or, or have they kind of fallen for for the IPAs now?
1: I I'd, I'd say that the standard IPA is probably more popular. Yeah. And it's definitely something that that sells like crazy. Um, the imperials are still there and, and people still there's some hardcores that literally will not go into a pub and drink anything else. Oh, that's <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, you're talking beers that are, are at minimum uh, start at 8%, and some of them are into the double digits. So yeah, that's that's an aggressive way to go about enjoying a pint or a glass. Typically, they're not served <laughs> in full pints <laughs> because of that. But um, yeah, it's, it's still there, and it's still something that I think um, a lot of drinkers tie to... To the West Coast and to the San Diego feel of uh, IPA or Imperial IPA.
0: I know it's um, it's always impossible for us to 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 sort of read into the future a little bit, but what do you think's next for San Diego? What do you think's next for the West Coast? You know, you're obviously starting to see uh, breweries up and down the coast move away from that sort of home base that. Pioneers like yourself set out that that case for for beer that didn't exist before quite in that way. Uh, you know, you're starting to see breweries, um, I guess, broaden out from from that base that you that you guys as pioneers established. What what do you think? Um, what do you think the San Diego scene's
1: heading and, and 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 how do you feel about what you see coming up? I, I think IPA is going to stay king for quite a while. Yep. Um, with the the newer breweries and some of the things that some of the um, breweries are doing in San Diego, there's some really, really awesome other styles of beer coming around. Now they're not at the forefront, they're not selling and they're not get, uh, gaining the popularity that the IPA has in San Diego, but more and more people are, are looking to brewing lagers, yep. were, um, different lower ABV styles. Um, the uh, the wild beer and sort of tart, sour, uh, lower pH beers are, are also um, extremely popular in San Diego. So, um, where it's gonna go, I think um, I think we're gonna see, and, and I hope, personally, <laughs> maybe I'm biased, more breweries uh, looking towards some classic styles on some point, like a, a foundation beer or beers that they can, um, not fall back on, but somebody can say, yeah, I love your whatever it is that's 5% or below, something that they can enjoy a lot of. I think we're gonna see more of that. We def- I definitely see it in what my friends there are brewers in San Diego drink and what they're attracted to um, is that. And that kinda has dictated it as history goes. You know, The brewers were like, oh, IPA, 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 IPA. And that's what you saw. Yep. And now you're starting to see brewers like Pilsner, like um, Alt Beer, like um, English Bitter, uh, things like this that um, weren't so popular before, but now might be just because they're gonna become available. So I think you're gonna see a little of that turn, but IPA will still ranking. Sure, I mean, that makes a lot of sense to me. Um, At this point in time,
0: I'm gonna um, offer a microphone up for anybody that's got any questions. Jeremy, do you just wanna Um, facilitate that if anybody's got a question please raise your hand and uh, Jeremy will come and find you
2: thank you Jeff um, you're brewing an ancient beer really which is an English uh, an English beer which is an India pale ale you're talking about different beer styles in San Diego um, lagers um, sours there's an ancient English beer that was actually exported more to India than the pale ale India pale ale which was a porter would you consider brewing a porter
1: just brewed one last Saturday.
2: Oh, brilliant! <laughs> you, you read my mind, thank you.
1: Yeah, and that's, that's another style that, um, in San Diego in particular, I don't know why, because I look at the rest of um, California just off the top of my head, thinking of like like four breweries, names popped in my head that regularly make Porter. So yes, that's, that's another old world style that is a favorite in our town, for sure.
2: Thank you, uh, Jeff. Thank you. Uh, I've really enjoyed the Dunkel book particularly tonight. So thanks for bringing the beers over. Um, I have a question as a home brewer. Um, so uh, you mentioned sort of state rules before, presumably about licensing and things like that. So there's a new state rule in California. I don't know if you know this, but you're only allowed two quality ingredients. There would be three possible. So you can only have quality yeast, quality hops. Or quality malt. Now, my question is, which two are you going to take?
1: Uh, between, uh, Why? between yeast,
2: malt and hops? Yeah, sorry. Well, You don't know this, you've been away, but when you go back, <laughs> the, the business is unfortunately <laughs> under threat. Uh,
1: I would choose uh, yeast and malt, because there's other ways to bitter beer, and there's other ways to balance beer and you can't make beer without malt and you can't make beer without yeast. Cool,
2: now can you elaborate on how to bitter beer without hops?
1: I uh, think herbs and spices. Uh, different types of herbs are extremely bitter and extremely powerful that could balance out the beer. I, I, you know, I don't have a repertoire off the top of my head but just thinking quickly like to still be able to make beer need yeast, need malt.
2: As a, as a producer of IPAs that surprises me a little bit that you've You've gone with oh, that. I can choose it's, it's yeast great. and hops, but no, no, I no. Just you, have you, yeast I and I hops. Think I think it's really interesting that <laughs> you've done that. Thank you very much.
1: Yeah. No problem. Good question.
3: Um, you mentioned brewing on uh, Saturday, so I was just curious about like how much beer do you brew, and what what's the distribution like for Bagby? Uh,
1: good question. Uh, this number is going to be nothing to you guys, but we we brew around twelve hundred barrels a year. Um, go into hectoliters is probably about 1,300, 1,350. Uh, we're self-distributed. Um, There's just me and one other guy in my brewery right now. Um, so we do everything. Um, it's it's kind of intense at times. Um, so that makes our production schedule kind of all over the place. Um, one program and thing that we do that's kind of unique, and I haven't heard of another brewery doing it, in at least in our area, is, um, which was the, the porter that we made last weekend. Uh, we have a thing called Beer Leaders. So it's basically a community brew day. Um, we allow up to 10 people to sign up for it. They pay a fee um, and they come in for an entire brew day. So they learn everything from grain to glass about brewing at Bagby Beer. They get to make some decisions on what we actually make, um, sometimes hop selection, um, yeast, uh, and, and the overall style of the beer. Um, so, we do that on a Saturday to make it available to people, because during the week it'd be more tough. Um, but yeah, they're there 10 hours, they, they do some work, they help us clean, they help grain out, they help, uh, they're very hands-on, and you know, they get a breakfast, they get several tastes throughout the day, a food and beer pairing luncheon, um, and they get uh, a t-shirt and discounts on pints on the beer when it's released, um, that they help make. So that's, what, that's one of the reasons we've grown on a Saturday. Um, another one is just schedule. Um, my days all kind of blend together. So a Saturday to me is just like a Monday sometimes. So it doesn't really, yeah, it's, I mean, holidays, well, <laughs> it's, it's all, you know, all the same if a beer needs to get made or we need to move something around, it's going to happen no matter what day it is.
0: Great. Um, does anyone have any final questions at this stage? Uh, I mean, really, you know, don't be shy if there's uh, something that you're keen to know. Okay, Mark, go on. Let's go for it. Can't wait for this one. It's probably going to be something he knows I don't know. Um, let's uh, let's just see how this one goes.
4: Uh, You obviously enjoy brewing traditional styles, are there any you haven't brewed yet, do you want to, and are there any you wouldn't brew for any particular reason?
1: That's a good question. Um, My brewery's not set up to do something like traditional lambic or traditional sour beer, so probably Knowing my friends in Belgium and as much time as I spent visiting those breweries, I wouldn't attempt those styles. Um, not that I wouldn't want to, I just know that I'm not prepared to, and neither is my, my brew house or my brewery. Um, other styles that I wanted to brew that haven't. Um, I'm sure there's a couple. I'm not, not some, no, Nothing's racing to mine right now. Um, when we opened our brewery, I had never made Kolsch and that was a style that I really liked and spent a lot of time on before we made ours. Uh, but yeah, I think most of the traditional kind of old world uh, classics, I believe we've done, unless you can think of something that, <laughs> that I'm not. Uh, yeah, so. Mild. Mild, I've made mild, love mild. <laughs> Dark and pale. <laughs>
0: There's not one on this list. No. Um, Jeff, thank you so much um, again for for making the the very long multiple flight journey um, out here to come and see us and to brew beer. Thanks again um, for all of your hard work that you put into the JPA recipe. Um, we are really excited to see that beer come out, and supremely confident that it's going to do. Exactly what we want to do and be the beer we dreamed it it could it could really be and and I think uh, you know we, we've got a debt of gratitude uh, to you for for all of that work that you did in recipe development and schooling us with different processes so uh, thanks again for that guys thanks for um, being here this evening um, we're, we're obviously going to be here for a, a little while but we'll uh, we'll close up this uh, rather more formal part of the evening now so. Uh, if, uh, if everybody could uh, show their appreciation to Mr. Jeff Bagby, uh, Bagby Beer Company. Thank you so much. Uh, have a lovely evening. So I'm here in our tap room today with Will ex Street and Lucy and John from Full Fat and we're going to talk a little bit more about JPA and JP. Um, so uh, Will, I wonder whether you could take us back to uh, the very early days of Port Street. I mean I remember as a consumer back then being really bloody excited yeah. I think Wayne at North Tea Power wouldn't shut up about it at the time because <laughs> you know and, and obviously word was whipping around the the community of sort of music lovers and coffee geeks you know there was a buzz yeah. outside of well I mean there wasn't really a beer community in Manchester per se yeah. was there back then
4: um, so yeah so I guess was it 2000, 2011 Port Street Open um, it was basically, we did we did an event at Common the year before that was sort of like the catalyst that made Port Street happen. We did like an American beer tasting, first pause of like Sierra Nevada Torpedo, first pause of Odell, first pause of Stone. And we did that event with John Clark, who was like the sort of resident expert in the city at, at that point. Um, and then the owner of Common, sort of a couple of months later, cause that was a, you know, a real success. He, we went out for a meal one night and we were quite drunk and he was just like, I want I want me and you to open a beer focused bar in the city, basically. Cool. Um, but yeah, so I, uh, I suppose like in, in terms of landscape in, in Manchester, um, obviously we had the Marble, um, we had like OG like beer bars like Sandbar, Temple, Cask, um, but they were all focused on more Belgian and Germanic styles, I guess. Um, so we wanted to sort of push uh, American beer uh, and then emerging sort of UK brewers. Um, I, I mean, I think you guys did such a great job. You're 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 right to
0: bring up those those long-standing venues in Manchester. Yeah. You know, there was there was culture that existed in beer drinking venues, but I think Port Street really made. Not just a new venue in this venue in the city, but you know, the, the way that you guys brought that uh, place to life, you, yeah. you actually made a new cultural hub. <clears throat> yeah. uh, you know, how, how, um, how did you put the team together in those early days? And, and you know, what did the team bring to Manchester that, mm. that didn't, uh, you know, maybe otherwise
4: exist? Um, well, initially the, the team was formed with people that all worked at Common, so I like cherry picked uh, the staff, including JP. Uh, JP I first met when I was running Odd, but I was there for like eight months and, and didn't really sort of get on with that place. And then I moved to Common. Um, so, yeah, JP came over with Alex Humphries, um, who was like a emerging like artist and musician. Um, and we formed the management team. And then we took Rosie as well, who's like, you know, really well known now in sort of the beer circles, I guess um and that was that that was that was the sort of premise there was only eight staff to begin with you know we only opened at 4 p.m um you know we didn't know how busy it was going to be we didn't know how successful it would turn out to be um but yeah we just wanted to create a place that you can enjoy um really really amazing beer but in you know just like a just a really nice environment. So we had, you know, initially we had a lot of challenges because of where it was in the city at that point. You know, Ancoats, nothing had happened there. It was at top end of the northern quarter when there was maybe ten other businesses like further, like on the other side. Yeah. yeah. You know, we faced a lot of challenges about, you know, setting the tone about, you know, keeping people well behaved, servicing people really well. I mean, that was a really important thing about what we did, uh, and just being being really welcoming I guess and you know we were doing stuff in the city you know we were charging you know it doesn't sound like anything now but we were charging seven quid a pint when literally everything else in the city was four quid it's a third these days pretty much (laughs) (laughs) yeah and it was really it was you know it was really challenging I mean we we had the MEN writing up about us we had you know I did this weird interview with like this guy who was doing a uni study I think that video is still on YouTube somewhere and then um, you know we're doing a lot of stuff for the US stuff so you know that plays into the inspiration for this beer um, but we're also championing like new UK breweries, Summer Wine, Red Willow Magic yep. Rock you know these guys were literally starting um, so we you know started a series of events which were the Meet the Brewers that are almost a bit of a legendary status uh, yes, nowadays yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: you know um, I mean as a as a consumer back in those days the 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 enthusiasm that that you guys had behind the bar mm-hmm. uh was instrumental in 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 creating a buzz it was yeah. a face-to-face buzz it was a, a buzz of you know me walking into the bar and jp being like mate you've got to try what's on this tap here tonight yeah. because it's absolutely phenomenal and you've probably never had anything like it and Ninety-nine times out of a hundred, he'd be bang on, yeah. both in terms of serving me something that would would be deeply impressive, yeah, uh, but that was also giving me a new experience. And we'd all—I felt like we would, we, you know, on both sides of the bar, I felt like we were on a, on a journey together. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you guys feeling out what was what was new and and, and, and hot and interesting, and, and bringing that through to yeah. to all us. I mean. It, John, you, how, did, how, did, um, how did those early days of Port Street, uh, how did they come across to you?
5: They, very much the same as you I expect from a consumer's point of view. We were just reaching out and starting some of the work that we were doing back then with distribution. Yeah, Port Street was massively a catalyst for us to see that what we were looking to do was viable, um, we learned so much from the guys behind the bar and where well, we first met. And, mm-hmm. um, just the enthusiasm behind you know, these new things, these new emerging UK stuff, having access to American stuff that we just would never, ever have tried otherwise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And at that same time, like you say, from some of the local breweries like Summer Wine, and Magic Rock and <clears throat> guys like that around the time, there was other people around the UK with a similar kind of idea starting out at the same time which we had personal connections to, so um, personal connections with Wildbeer, Andrew's a very good friend of Joe's, around the same sort of time. So seeing seeing this happening in our city, um, we're inspired and we're looking outwards and we're looking through our friends from further afield, looking as that, it's starting a whole new community which we could help feed into. Yeah, yeah. So um, yeah, it was, it was definitely inspiration for us to, to, to get involved. Within the community on a more professional way, but more to the point, just to meet many more like-minded people. Yeah, yeah. Up until that point, like you say, definitely cultural hub is the right word to use. Yeah. Because uh, I think so many of us were so into beer, but it was quite dispersed amongst different scenes and different places, and there was no place that so many like-minded people would come together just naturally and yeah. over time grow to know each other. Which yeah, is yeah. Pretty much, I think all yeah. of us know each other yeah, now. Yeah. Um, so it played a massive massive part i think definitely for me and for a lot of other people
0: will what was it like working um working alongside jp i mean not that he was the only uh, colleague that you had back then that Mm -hmm. that brought a lot of enthusiasm but i mean you know i i i can i can imagine working alongside him would have been Mm -hmm. An absolute fucking bellyache of a laugh, uh, <laughs> night after night, because he was a very, very fun yeah. uh, and, and funny presence behind the yeah. bar. But you know, uh, how, you know, did did his enthusiasm sustain you? Did your enthusiasm sustain him? I mean, like, how did how did it all feel behind the scenes? Because I mean, you're right, you're right to sort of remember some of those days as mm-hmm. um, as a bit crazy, because no one no one did know just how much. Uh, Modern beer was going to blow up in the yeah. u k uh, and yeah. you guys were really you know um out the gates pretty fast on that so you know what 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 was the team vibe like and and, and what what was your working relationship like with j p
4: um well i met mean, like j p was five four years older than me maybe so he was like when we first met him, he it was it was sort of like an older brother figure um but then you know, as I matured, I mean, I was 24 when I opened Port Street. So JP was like 28. Um, so in terms of like learning stuff from JP, just on a social level, I guess, which, which was really interesting. I was new to a, a you know, a big city, um, you know, I'm, I'm from Bolton. So I wasn't that like, you know, <laughs> well seasoned with like, you know, modern cultures and stuff like that. Cause I'm just from a small town and JP was like a massive lead on, on, on that, I guess. And then, yeah culturally you know we helped set the tone um so jp you know did a lot of the things that you know led us forward to be like a you know like a welcoming you know sort of environment um and we just we 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 just had a laugh all the time like the bar wasn't that busy initially so you know we did a lot of trainings we had like a load of regular custom that we'd bounce off like each other You know, we'd write little notes at the end of the evening because I obviously didn't work every shift with him. It was like, oh, so and so has been in, recommended this beer. Maybe we should hunt it out. And it was like an active process to try and listen to consumers as well as like our gut instinct about what brewery was going to be great. Yeah. So that was it was, you know, it was a collaborative like endeavor between all of us, like JP and Alex and the the rest of the team at that point. yeah, it was, it was a, it was like a very, like, amazing sort of, I was there like two years before I went and did The Beagle. Yep. You know, that it was a, you know, amazing couple of years. You guys felt
0: like family, you know, and, <coughs> and I think yeah. the thing that, again, rubbed off on me and I think probably a lot of why the, you know, a new community developed in that space was you made, you made me feel like family too. You know, you, you, you would, uh be be excited to see me excited about a beer you know, you'd be highly motivated to 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 keep those recommendations flowing. yeah, um, yeah I think uh you know, I think and and, and, and on your on your point, John, uh, there was a lot that was deeply inspiring about the culture behind the bar mm-hmm. at Port Street in those days. You know, there's a lot that that I think rubbed off on so many of us uh, yeah. you know I think um, I'm, I'm not I'm not wrong in saying personally a lot of what we we're still hoping to achieve at some point in our business life here at Cloudwater is to bring some of that vibe back
4: mm-hmm. you know I miss it yeah. um, I mean we used to have this guy called Daz who still frequents Port Street now. And he used to, you know, he used to bring in bottles on the changeover of Shift, like, every Saturday. And he'd been collecting Belgian beer for 20, 30 years. And he used to bring in bottles for us all to share. Because he was, like, you know, like, what you're saying about the sense of, like, a family and community. It was, like, he didn't want to drink them bottles at home on his own. He didn't want to keep hold of them. Mm. He wanted to share it with all, like, us young kids, essentially. Yeah. Compared to him. Yeah. And, like, experience, like... You know, all the amazing sort of stuff that he experienced, like beer-wise, for like thirty years. That's um, quite an interesting feedback loop because you
5: get people like him coming in, enthused because there's this new place for him to come and try and meet other like-minded young people who are into it. He's teaching them. Then somebody like me comes in, and you're rebounding that information back to me, yeah, which inspires yeah. me to go and do something else. And sure. somebody else. And yeah. suddenly you've got this big feedback loop of creativity and like yeah. getting inspired by this new culture. Um,
3: but I think basically what you've made is a it's a local, it's a local pub in the city. So it's not, you know, it's something that anybody can relate to. It's not. <clears throat> I don't want to understate it, but it's not a million miles from what we've no. had before. No. <clears throat> But what was different was the beers that were being served.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Yeah.
3: But it's high It was still a local, and that's what people liked about it.
0: And yeah. it was the, the 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 you know the freest house. I mean, there was yeah. you know no no elite no early allegiances pledged
4: uh, that you guys. I think we had a we had a cask of prospects. We had a permanent prospect line, which was great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Back in the day. Yes. Um. <laughs> that was bad yeah you know
0: yeah you you always had a had a wide range of beer on Mm -hmm. you always had a nod to to where the modern beer culture was coming from its roots and 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 then anything that you could get hold of that was fresh off the boat Mm -hmm. The, the beginnings of that uh kind of new wave of beer culture here in manchester you know coming through from those those modern classic American breweries that you've mentioned I mean th- those those breweries still play a big part in our drinking culture today yeah. um, don't know how many other English cities get so frequent visits from the likes of Garrett Oliver and Doug O'Dell yeah, yeah. you know it's uh, it's a bit nuts to, to sort yeah. of tot it all up and you know and, and think of all the all the folk that have made their way not just to the UK, but up here to Manchester yeah. founders flying or He'll remember better than me because yeah. I've definitely missed some of those events back in the day, but, uh, you know, it's easy to see why, um, you know, why there's still a lot of love for uh, yeah. modern classic American beer, yeah. uh, in, in Manchester. Let's, um, let's turn to, um, turn to the sort of beginnings of JPA and, and the idea to, uh, Make a beer with a number of different purposes really you know make a beer to help fundraise and, and raise awareness and mm-hmm. and also make a beer to celebrate someone's someone's life and contribution to this sea and and, and, and and so many people in, in so many different ways where, where did the where did the ideas uh, come from loose what what was the what were the sort of beginnings of
3: you can probably remember better, John, because you were there. So, it was it was quite an organic um, process. Yeah. I think because beer is such a big part of all of our lives. Yeah. I think probably independently, we all had the idea, mm. and then at some point, we kind of converged and said, oh, "I've had this idea," and someone else said, "Yeah, I've had the idea too." <laughs> Let's do it! And it was and uh, and because we've got friends of ours that are so talented and have such you know for example you like you've got this great business and you were like happy to help it makes it it made it a really easy process to kind of get it started but the name or the very first mention Mm -hmm. i think was at the hospital so john John paul was in intensive care for two weeks so we spent a lot of time at his bedside talking talking about all sorts talking about beer um to him to him, <laughs> to him. He's, probably, it, he's probably he's
5: pretty sick of all the beer talk. Yeah, yeah. and it was his brother wasn't
3: it but i wasn't there yeah. you
5: were there you... yeah i was with with um with, with john paul and mark his brother his oldest brother um and uh, mark's got a very quick wit um and uh, we were just chatting about beer and he just said to, to john paul he's like right well we can go and make a beer for you called the jpa and just off, off the back of it just straight away there 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 was the name it just fitted and I think that's where certainly for me and mark that's where this idea came from will had the same idea independently mm-hmm. you had the same idea I think we all did just like you're saying naturally kind of converging that idea but the name was there from the beginning which I remember you saying when we were brewing the beer that the, before announcing it, the name of a beer is the hardest thing to get, but we had that from yeah. the very, <laughs> yeah, we, had that the very <laughs> we had that ages ago. But that, you know, that also led to well, it's definitely an IPA, so it helped kind of yeah. straight away make the the style an easy choice, um, and yeah. that style just fitted with the story of Port Street and the history yeah. and what was going on. You were mentioning some of these amazing American brewers. You know coming over at the time it kind of led mm-hmm. towards that west coast style or yeah. american ipa so
0: i think it's amazing how um how we've really locked out in in making <laughs> this beer with jeff
3: bagby
4: we
0: we were already lined up to make two unashamedly west coast uh hoppy beers with him like <laughs> that was the plan that we yeah. discussed with jeff right from the beginning and uh you know as as that conversation developed uh, uh, in, in, in one thread, and we started fixing on, it's got to be a West Coast IPA. I'm like, cool. I'm pretty <laughs> confident I can bring this all together, um, and you know, we're about to go next door now and try. Uh, some of the beer in progress. It just got dry hocked yesterday, so it's going to be a little bit aggressive. Great, uh, sounds great. Uh, <laughs> but <laughs> but bef- even you know, even before that, all the work that uh, that, that Jeff uh, really prompted us to do with hot side additions, the beer was mm. already tasting killer. Yeah, yeah. So so let's um, let's make our way from the tap room here next door and uh, get a sample of the beer and see how it's tasting. Okay. Okay, so we've come through to the brewery. Uh, I've just taken a um, half a jug of the JPA from the Heffy. Um I'm kind of glad this is just a podcast because I think Jeff might uh, be a little worried if he sees it in this state. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of joking. We all know that beer is not exactly at its clearest uh, towards the end of fermentation, but I'm going to pour you guys all. Um, a little glass of this beer and we'll give it a taste it's I mean it, looks kind of, like beer. it definitely yeah. looks like beer yeah <laughs> real, good. Real,
3: good try. real good
5: color mm.
0: okay let's grab a grab a glass and wow. have a sniff oh
5: mate smells
4: good
0: Nice. Oh yeah. That's good. Oh, it's, it's um oh yeah, it's got that real nice bitterness. Yeah,
5: real <laughs> nice <laughs> bitterness. Yeah. yeah yeah yeah.
0: Great sort of layering of hot flavours.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: It's got that that sort of piney resinous quality yeah. that a lot of Jeff's beers had when we had them on tap here these, uh, this yeah. past week.
5: Yeah, yeah, that's good. That's real
0: good. That's a real nod back to classic West Coast. Yeah, I'm really happy with that so far. Uh, I think our plan was to assess whether this dry hop was sufficient. Yeah. Um, I think we're going to give it another couple of days because obviously just been dry hopped yesterday. So there'll still be a little bit of flavor extraction to go on it. how do you expect that flavour to change over the next couple of weeks? Well, a lot of a lot of what gives you that classic drinkability in, in West Coast IPAs, from what I understand, is the fact that there's a good amount of time given to the beer post dry hopping. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and especially you know long conditioning. Yeah. So there'll be a lot. Um, there'll be a lot that. Um, kind of mellows out and evens out yeah Mm -hmm. and that's that's why you know that's one way that we'll we'll see an even more drinkable beer on our hands in two three or even four weeks time than than what we've got today yeah but i think it's um yeah the foundations are amazing
5: absolutely very
0: promising so we've given some thought already on um on how we might like to try and, and launch this beer. Yeah. Um, we're going to pursue a, a, a local debut here in in Manchester.
3: Yeah, I think going back to Port Street seems yeah. like the most
0: most definitely. Um, yeah.
3: The most obvious option, and it will be a nice way to get that community back together. Um, I know there's a lot of people that wanted to kind of their respects to jp and it gives them the space to do that but also it's about the beer in the, the day it's about a great beer that we brewed so um plus raising money for charity we'll be raising money for headway um charity which helped out jp in its last few weeks so yeah um but we're also looking at um possibly launching in other cities yeah most right? definitely yeah well,
0: i mean we can we can have this beer up and down the country
3: yeah
0: um and, and yeah i guess in in the in the weeks that this beer um, conditions and rounds out and, yeah. and, and becomes ready for packaging. You know, we'll formulate a plan and come back to, come back to everyone uh, online through our social media channels and make sure everyone's really tuned up on exactly where it's going to be and when.
4: Yeah.
0: And, uh, and I can't wait for, for that evening. I'm not, we're not going to rush this beer, obviously. It's very <laughs> yeah. precious to us. Yeah, uh, yeah. But I can't wait for that evening for that exact yeah. Reason of bringing everyone together. Yeah. Um, Port Street's gonna be busy that night. <laughs> Port Street's <laughs> gonna be really <laughs> fucking busy. Guys, thanks so much for coming down to the brewery today, and, and thanks again for, you know, for working on this on this beer with us. It's um, it really is. Um, it's a thrill uh, to be able to put this sort of tribute together to someone that had such a big impact um, in this city and in all of our lives. So. Look, I can't wait to have you guys back down here when the beer's just about ready for release. We'll have you guys down for another tasting before we pack it and make sure that it gets your uh, thumbs yeah. up and, and, and seal of approval. And, uh, and then I'm sure that we want one hell of a party at Fort Street and beyond.
3: Absolutely. <laughs> I hope
0: so. Thanks for having us. Pleasure. Thank you. Well, Jeff, this is a, this is a right treat for us. Uh, you're back. That's a, a right. Ro- big treat for me as well <laughs> <laughs> so soon after um we, we managed to pack these two beers um and and defy all sorts of opinion on the, on on our capability of of making bright beer um you know here they are both in front of you i know you had a little sneak peek uh, last night you had yeah. a couple of cans at the rake down in london yeah um let's dive in yeah cheers cheers
1: Does it hit the spot? Yeah, big big time.
2: <laughs> Thank fuck for that. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's just so drinkable. Yeah, that's like, um.
0: It, you know what? We've had so much feedback last weekend at Indieman. Um, before that at the releases, you know, people saying this. Th- it reminds me of the sort of beers that got me into beer.
1: <laughs> yes, yeah. It's it's like very old school West Coast San Diego and and beyond. Um, IPA just the the f- the firm to strong bitterness, but it's not harsh. It's not um, angry. Yeah, it's balanced still, and just a super dry, light bodied finish, and just this really nice um, kind of lingering hop character just makes you want to keep drinking it. Oh yeah, most definitely. <laughs>
0: yeah, I mean this is definitely like pre IBU war. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> <that's different. laughs> um, Look, I'm, I'm, I'm thrilled I'm thrilled that you're uh, that you're digging it um, it's important yeah. you know like we, um, we always try and show respect to um, to originators and, and, and folk that, that take you know long stewardship of styles um, so you know it was really important for us that we uh, tried to get this as right as we possibly could so I'm, I'm thrilled to hear that you're enjoying it oh yeah very much so um, it very much seems like uh, we're going to be lynched if we don't keep producing a beer along these lines, mm. um, which is which is great news. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, you know, a little bit of nonsense on social media saying you know uh, it, West Coast IPA is back. I mean, it really never went away <laughs> here in the UK, but um, but I guess you know for for a long time um, with newer forms of IPA catching yeah. attention and uh, oh, you know yeah. coming along and, and, and being something new. Uh, there have, uh, uh, been, uh, you know, good few years where, um, West Coast IPAs weren't being, uh, weren't being shouted about. And yeah. it's, um, no,
1: I've, I go into, you know, beer places in the UK, mostly in London or around London, in London. And yeah, there was all sorts of the, the newer styles, the New Englands and the, and the, even some of the other adjunct or fruit or whatever type of IPAs, but, um, you know, the, the bright crisp. You know, relatively high IBU. You know, dry, but not really high bitterness, but much more so than what was on. And and um, it's 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 cool to hear that people are <laughs> are uh, into that and want more of it.
0: Yeah, sure. they're they're really digging it. Um, I uh, yeah, yeah. F- like I fully expect that we're gonna keep. Rotating around a, um, a a nice clean IPA like this, mm. and uh, and and making um, imperial IPAs like the System Failure uh, semi regularly too. Cool. We are we are loving it. Good. Previously,
1: our uh, that's awesome to hear. You
0: well. know, our top two taps were uh, for our for our own staff were like Hellis or All Light Lager, and mm. then the um, you know like just the the seasonal pale. Um, yeah. But uh, but this has
1: been a real big hit. Good that's awesome to hear you feel it uh honored jp then in a in a way he would have liked it
0: you know for sure uh i i think especially with those comments um made that you know this reminds me of why i got into beer in the first yeah. place i mean that's what you know that's what jp did good um for a lot of people back into Man- in Man- in manchester back in the day um jpa was uh was really you know profile towards being that that beer that that haunt mm-hmm. back to those days um yeah so I'm thrilled with the result for sure good um well it's it's great to have you back here in Manchester for uh, for a night <laughs> yeah <laughs> a flying it's great visit to be here I, uh, I was like
1: oh, can I work this in kind of I, I just gotta go back and have it on draft and you know have just yeah and, and spend time talking with you guys about it and enjoying it to me that's like it's kind of like the the final, right? The final thing sure. for the collaboration. You know,
0: just so that everyone's clear out there, Jeff has not come all the way from Oceanside, California for a night just to drink this <laughs> <laughs> Like, no, you no. are on your way to Rome. <laughs> yes,
1: yeah. yeah. Come Came from Chicago, off to Rome, then Milan, then Cincinnati, then finally back to Oceanside. <laughs> It's like um, one of my crazy trips. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've, I've looked at some of yours. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, Jeff, look, uh, it's, it's, a, it's a real pleasure to see you back here. And I'm looking forward to drinking this beer with you tonight and talking about it in length yeah. you know talking about the future of this sort of beer style not just here in the uk but you know its place in the world so um mm-hmm. you know i'm i'm gonna gonna thank you again for stopping by and, and thank you of course uh again for helping us make such uh, such a wonderful tribute to a, a sorely missed friend um uh, you know and make
1: a beer that we are uh, very very proud of here uh, awesome. cheers my friend oh uh, thank thank you for uh inviting me and thank you for the whole yeah, this whole project, this whole event, this whole beer both beers. <laughs> it's it's been excellent. Thanks to